0: I'm Maddie. Hello. Hello? I'm
1: Ryan. Hello? Hello? <laughs> oh
0: <my> god. Hello? <laughs> Hello, is this the Mutant Ages helpline? Please help us. We don't know how to record a podcast, and we're dying. It
1: sounds like hello? you might be dying a little bit. I
0: don't know. I've, I've like started off this recording session with Ryan saying hello to me 6,000 times Did- and claiming he couldn't <laughs> hear me, and he- then later being like, no, I could hear you all along, <laughs> and I was lying to you. Anyway, welcome to the Mutant Ages. Welcome to the Mutant
1: Ages, everybody. A
0: podcast where we review every adaptation of the X-Men. And talk about
1: who's gay. And in this... Episode It's obviously Pietro. Spoilers.
0: Oh, Pietro's my in God. this, And he's gay. He is a perfect Ken doll in this episode. He is. Back when we were young, we experienced-
1: This episode is kind of like X-Men Evolution again. I felt like every character was back into their personality, including Avalanche. I was like, okay, this is just X-Men Evolution again now.
0: Yeah, I mean, I guess it's like Avalanche could have whatever personality he's going to have. He just also has a different name and an accent now, but he can still be kind of like sarcastic Lance, I guess.
1: Yeah, I know. I was pretty impressed with that. But also, um, this episode centers around a character named Nitro, who is not a mutant in the comic books.
0: Yeah. I mean, I guess we'll get into that later in the episode, Uh, but for now, we're going to just talk about this episode of Wolverine and the X-Men we watched that has Nitro in it.
1: This is kind of a nice return to what the show is supposed to be about because we yeah, have like right? <laughs> three bonkers episode that we all enjoyed. Although we got a little slack on social because more people enjoyed uh, Hulk versus Wolverine
0: than you and I did. And I mean, they were I like, enjoyed it more than you did. I, okay, so maybe- Remember, I, I enjoyed it and you were like, how many minutes are left in this episode? And I was like, well, I'm at least giving it a two out of five. And you were like, I'm giving it a negative 12 out of five. <laughs> I hate the Hulk and everything he stands for. Oh it's okay, God. Ryan. I don't, I don't blame you. Sometimes things are boring. I mean, it's it's also like tough to watch something that's almost entirely Avengers plot lines when we're watching an X-Men show. Like, we're here for the X-Men.
1: I mean, in, in all fairness, Wolverine was from a Hulk comic, and they yes. did at some point find the Wendigos, which is, I think, the only reason why this episode happened. Yeah. It just didn't fit the rest of the
0: season. And it also really didn't... Feel like it was about the Wendigo. To be honest, yeah, I feel like people are giving know. it a lot of credit, but that's okay. That's fine. It also
1: doesn't fit in with everything. Like, okay. Even in the bonkers, Nightcrawler fights pirates on the Mojiverse cruise ship at least fit in with the fact that it was going to Genosha. Mm-hmm. This is, that was just random.
0: Yeah. This was just like Nick Fury not acting like himself. I have yet to hear anybody refute that point that we made, by the way. Yeah, no, nobody is arguing that. that. Also, Nick Fury didn't give Loken enough information. Anyway, we're not here to talk about last week's episode. You can go back and listen to it if you want. Yeah. We're here to talk about Time Bomb, an episode that I thought was pretty good. Yeah, um, me too. And that previously on the X-Men actually mattered. So, this previously on the X Men. Oh my God, Men. they
1: showed like 20 minutes. I know. Of previously on the X Men. I was like, wait, where does the episode start? And I time checked. And it's like an additional three minutes onto the regular episode time. Mm-hmm. To, so, they could put three minutes of background because they're like, Anyway, remember those episodes we were doing four weeks ago? We're going back to that. (laughs) Yeah,
0: remember the Brotherhood? So they have to reintroduce us to like Toad getting arrested and getting picked up by Fred and also Rogue reaming out Logan for not being a good leader and leaving for Domino, who she's dating now. And there's lots of shots of them hanging out together. And also they do uh, some flashbacks to Emma joining the X-Men and becoming their telepath who operates Cerebro for them and then suddenly the episode starts right after that. And it's Logan and Charles on the astral plane.
1: I don't know why we have to see Xavier at all on this show, but, yeah. you know,
0: I don't either. it's not but... called
1: Xavier in the X-Men. It's called Wolverine in the X-Men.
0: <laughs> well, unfortunately, Xavier is puppeting Logan from the future and he can only talk to Logan via the astral plane.
1: Okay, I don't think we're even there yet. So the opening of this episode actually isn't that. The opening of this episode is Toad throwing a fit in the MRD cell because oh, he's right. been caught again.
0: Yeah, there's Toad first.
1: He's he like full on is Toad from X-Men Evolution in terms of personality and the things that he's saying. He's like,
0: hey, get me
1: out of here, yo. And we're like, it's little Eminem <laughs> Toad.
0: Yeah, he's he's still little baby Eminem or at least an Eminem fanboy. He's Stan. Um, he's talking to the security cameras And he's like Oh you guys Are in for it My boyfriend's Gonna show up Any second And rescue me It's gonna be Fucking crazy Oh my
1: god He really keeps On saying that He's like He's like The brotherhood's Coming Just you wait Yo And we're like Okay
0: <laughs> Yeah Um, And there's Security guards Who are watching Him on the cameras And then They hear That there is An intruder coming But it's not The brotherhood It's Nitro We don't know His name yet But just for The sake of Expediency. It's nitro. He basically looks like Riku. He's wearing a black hoodie. He's got white hair. Oh,
1: I wrote down Sephiroth, sure. but with his hair wet, like wet hair Sephiroth. I'm
0: going to go with Riku because he's definitely a teenager. Like, you can just tell he's like 19. I don't know. Yeah.
1: And he's like, I gave the fruit to Sora and he didn't accept it. And now I'm going to explode. It's like, okay.
0: <laughs> yeah. And also, he's acting like way older than he really is, and much the same way that Riku does when he's going through his goth phase. And
1: and Nitro gets up and he starts talking. He's like, "Actually, my name's Ansem." Everyone's like, "What the hell's happening right now?"
0: <laughs> no, luckily that doesn't happen. Luckily. So he walks into the MRD database and he is turning himself in, which is very unusual. We've never seen a mutant do this before. So he begs the MRDs for help. He's like, "Please, you have to help me. Everyone's in danger. I'm begging you. Put me in a cell. Get me locked up." And so they grab him. And they walk by Toad, who kind of watches this guy getting jailed. And Toad is kind of like, what's going on? What you in for? And like trying to quip and everything. And Nitro... As they're heading into the elevator, he starts freaking out, being like, No, like he doesn't want to be in any enclosed quarters with any other humans because they'll die, he says. Right. And Toad is just like, relax, man. We'll all be free soon. The Brotherhood's coming. And General Moss, like walking by, is just like, shut the fuck up, dude. By the way, General Moss is back. Oh,
1: yeah. General Moss, like, you know, the shit that's out on the grass and on rocks. Yeah,
0: that guy. That guy's covered in moss and he's back. Uh, they
1: they didn't have any more room for cat in the hat anymore. So they, they had didn't. to have this guy. I, that guy,
0: like, you know, that guy's got to come back.
1: Poison moss. He <laughs> fell in General Moss fell, fell into a, a vat bunch vat of moss. moss. <laughs> And then he became General Moss Yeah,
0: that's actually his power He's not a mutant though, he hates mutants
1: And Toad's, and meanwhile Toad's just like The Brotherhood's coming, everyone's like We heard you the first 95 times Toad I honestly
0: thought it was really funny though And like endearing slash sad that Toad just keeps screaming Don't worry everybody, the Brotherhood's coming for me Like in the background of every shot here And everybody's just like rolling their eyes like Toad, (laughs) they're really not coming for you bro Yeah, Like at all so, Nitro, his powers here are depicted as like surging electricity. And then when he eventually does explode, it's like a big Dragon Ball Z explosion. But right. we're not there yet. But it, when they're sort of showing him charging up, the way that they illustrate that is like he's getting electric. It's electric so yeah so he starts spewing electricity everywhere and then he like knocks down some guards and runs down the hall screaming
1: you know i want like the fmv remix that's just all the scenes of (laughs) of him about to explode but like have have the actual sound from the episode and then as soon as he starts going electric we superimpose it's electric and then it's just like starts playing that as he's explaining it's like (laughs) You can feel it.
0: Boogie Wiggy Wiggy. It's so funny because this episode is a hundred percent serious. There's like no lighthearted jokes at all, really. I mean yeah, there are no jokes. Toad is like the closest we're gonna get to some some jokes here. So imagining like a serious FMV that remixes this episode, but like to that song is very funny to me. <laughs> anyway, Nitro's running down the hall screaming, running away from the guards. Toad manages to stick himself up to the upper wall of his cell because there's like this little tiny window way up high. So he's looking outside and sees Nitro running away and he's like, yeah, jailbreak because he has no idea what's going on. And then Toad also sees Nitro leaping off the roof of the warehouse off like a balcony. And then he explodes as he hits the ground. Yeah. And Toad then sees him Nitro inside of this huge crater that he caused. So Nitro blows up like a bomb, but he is immune to his own effects. Other people are harmed by it but he's fine. So that's an interesting shitty-ass power, I guess.
1: (laughs) I mean, Uh, they don't really explain what his power is in this, which is that... They don't. I mean, he explodes.
0: I mean, I I feel like that's all we need to know. He explodes, you know?
1: Right, right. Which is actually really funny because I was... I didn't even get a chance to read this because there were like 200 new messages in the Discord this morning and they they mentioned that other storyline that I was thinking about. Mm -hmm. I forget who it is still. There's like some kid who explodes and like Logan has to kill him. Yeah. But they were referencing something else where somebody else is like if I explode once I die and I was like what is that? I don't even remember. How many exploding characters are? Like how many bombs are there in the medium world That's <laughs> my question.
0: I don't know. I mean
1: Voltorb, sorry.
0: It is <laughs> it is a fascinating concept and I did like that Rogue came into play a lot on this episode too not cuz she's a bomb but Me because too. she's also a character who harms other people and has that just as part of her trauma that she goes through with her own power and her own relationship On a regular to her power. basis. And I thought that was a really cool pairing for them. I mean, we're not there yet, but I just, I like no, that. No, it's
1: coming, And I though. like
0: the idea of, like, these characters who are like, my power feels too explosive or too dangerous or whatever, and, and I'm dealing with that side of myself. It's interesting. Of course, of course. So then we we get the intro, and after that, we get the scene that I thought started the episode mistakenly, which is Xavier... In the astral plane, um, talking to Logan.
1: Here's the summary of what happens <laughs> in this conversation, because it's insane, because oh, Logan's yeah. like, where the fuck have you been, bub? And Xavier's like, the future is the future, and I'm piecing together the past. Doesn't make now any sense. Now that I've cleared that up. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, he just like moves on. It's like, now that I've cleared that up, why I'm about to ask you goes against everything I've ever told you. So from the future to the past, I've solved the future of the past. And I'm like, why is he even saying, like... This is like that really bad poem I wrote in high school. It's like the fantasy was a fantasy. That was a fantasy within the fantasy. I was like, yeah, what are it, you even I saying? I still
0: don't really understand why Xavier doesn't seem able to control when he manages to come back to communicate with Logan.
1: Also, how does he know what he's doing makes a difference? I mean, I know that the spoiler at the end of the whole season is that everything that he made happen, he was like, yeah, so we stopped the Sentinels, but a sh- different shitty future is actually happening now with the Apocalypse. Yeah. And I'm like, Where is Xavier getting this information that tells him, like, that's
0: what I'm wondering too? Like, in this situation, he's like, okay, you have to rescue Nitro. I mean, we're not there yet. He hasn't yet revealed this, but like, he has this information about Nitro. And it's like, how does he get that information? I don't
1: know how he gets that information. I feel like he gets this information, and Xavier looks at that and he's like, Well, that's a problem that I can't fix. And since I can't control it, we got to make sure we capture him and put him in a cell and like frozen stasis because I can't do anything about that, even for the future. It's like, Xavier, why are you taking somebody and like instead of sending Logan to go ask somebody for help like Magneto, like Magneto probably would have some kind of idea. Well, honestly, that's
0: interesting because that's exactly what Pietro is trying to do with somewhat shady motives, because Pietro just wants to impress his father, Magneto. Still, of course. I know that's its own issue. But Magneto could potentially help this character, and and perhaps there are ways that he could be helped, or like his powers could be negated. And it is somewhat surprising that that Charles Xavier, who is always like you know control your powers and whatever, brainwash out your powers from people, instead he's like, no, this guy's too dangerous. Anyway, we're cut. We're s- cutting all around. I so, mean, like it's important. We don't know that that's what Charles has told Logan yet. He basically tells Logan. I am going to tell you something really fucked up that you have to do. And it sounds bad, but it's actually something you have to do anyway. It's
1: something that's really good.
0: Don't question it. And Logan, like all we then see is the next scene of Logan walking out of the room, looking like serious and like, God damn it. I have to do something fucked up now because Xavier told me to. (laughs) Yeah. I mean,
1: I don't even understand. It doesn't make sense. Then It cuts to nitro. So this is like where I think Xavier gets the information. I feel like Xavier knows this little base because they're putting nitro into the same juggernaut tank that he was in in x-men evolution yeah. so i feel like xavier just knows this
0: base i see it's funny i saw it as like a weapon x tank I don't but know i mean way. either way it's a big tube of liquid yeah i mean maybe maybe you're right maybe juggernaut is in one of these tubes i could see that i mean he's not a mutant no
1: he's not unless
0: he is on this show i don't know i don't know if Wait,
1: if juggernaut's on the show or not i don't yeah, think he is
0: I, I don't know um but regardless he, he wouldn't necessarily be in one of these tanks but 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 see, the reason why I'm like, no, Xavier can't have seen Nitro in one of these tanks is because Nitro must exist in Xavier's world and be like causing problems because Xavier must know about him.
1: Or Nitro is dead after he caused too much damage. Somebody just like shot him down.
0: Maybe. And, And Xavier's like, I'd rather put him in infinite, infinite stasis, which is essentially equivalent to death rather than have him die, which like, okay Xavier, thanks for making that decision. I guess I don't. I don't even know what to think of this. It's tough because it, it's hard to say what Nitro really wants. You know, like Nitro also thinks that's the only solution. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. He also is like, my powers are uncontrollable. You know,
1: right? And that's what's happening. And then meanwhile, at the MRG base, Quicksilver does race in and go over to Toad, and Toad's like, "Yay, <gasps> you're here!" And Putra's like. Listen, bitch, I'm dumping you We're no longer together and you're not even part Of the brotherhood because now that I'm dumping you You're out and I'm in. You're always getting Caught and making a mess on everything Okay,
0: Toad literally says you're Dumping me, which I thought was so Tragic.
1: I mean, that's why I wrote that down Is because Toad said that and then Peach takes his picture of Toad, like not on an iPhone Like on an old snapshot camera
0: Well, because that's what they, that's what people had back Then. I know. A, it is a digital camera With like a, he can see the picture on The little like view screen ahead of time. Yeah, this is the era It's like a two thousand
1: five camera. <laughs> yeah I know and Pietro's like, Smile bitch <laughs> and then Toad's like, What what are you even doing? He's like, I just wanna see your face when I told you that I was dumping your ass and I was so- like
0: mean right like so cat he's like now
1: I'm gonna go back to the brotherhood I'm gonna show this picture to everyone and be able to look at his face when I told him we're no longer together
0: (laughs) what a stupid bitch (laughs) it's kind of wild that this isn't a show about teenagers anymore because this is the most teenager they've (laughs) ever been since we started peach was just
1: like a little twinkie sassy Like I don't even know how bitchy... He's a mean girl, basically. He's a mean girl. He's a mean girl. Then Toad's like, well, I guess I won't tell you how to pull off this job that you've been trying to plan because I know a way. Yeah. And Pietro's like, hmm. Okie (laughs) dokie. So Pietro then runs outside.
0: Yeah, like we don't see the rest of his conversation with Toad, but he does have one. And then he runs outside and Fred and Avalanche are sitting under a tree and Fred is like, so how'd the snapshot come out? Which... I thought it was cute and like I also that was really sad funny. that like Fred is also annoyed at Toad and he's like, okay, show me the snapshot.
1: And then like basically Petra's like, listen. Toad staying on the team, and Avalanche rolls his eyes, is like you're kidding me, in the yeah. same tone that like Lance would have. I was like, it's so funny. This, this is just the same character; they just have different, yes. like backgrounds. All of a sudden, mm-hmm.
0: and Pietro's like, I'm serious. Little slime sack may finally be earning his keep. All we need to do is knock down some doors, and then they like fucking destroy the entire MRD. I actually
1: enjoyed this because I was I like, well, I wish they had just done this the whole MRD location because Avalanche literally breaks down the gates by tearing apart the earth. Quicksilver's knocking Mm -hmm. out guards but then there's Fred like breaks through so many walls. I know he's like literally punching shit. I'm like I don't know man. Fred is at this (laughs) point one of my favorite X-Men characters. He's
0: really enjoyable in the Krakow era. I know
1: that they're trying to like convince me not to be but I don't know
0: he's a pretty incredible. I think Fred is awesome and this is definitely a great action scene for Fred which is a classic Fred running through the entire warehouse breaking down every wall like the freaking juggernaut and Pietro's speed through.
1: He's like literally punching guards and they're flying through three walls like a fucking cartoon. I guess it is a cartoon.
0: It's pretty awesome. So they rescue Toad and Pietro is like, this guy better be worth it, Toad. And Toad's like, you know, I'm sensing a real lack of trust here, which is like, these are classic bits. You know, we love these guys. Oh, yeah.
1: I mean, it's Toad.
0: Yeah. I also liked this quick shot of Pietro zipping through like a million key cards in a door before finding one that worked with his lightning speed. I enjoyed that shot a lot. Um, And then we see Nitro's tube rising up out of the floor, and Fred just immediately grabs him out of there, destroys the tube, and walks away. And Toad is like, careful, don't drop him, because like Nitro's already fizzling with electricity, and he's clearly like, he's a bomb. He's a human bomb, and it's terrifying.
1: It is a pretty terrifying, and the way that he's treated by everyone, both the X-Men and the Brotherhood, is kind of like... You are just an item. You're a weapon. Yeah, I know. You're not a person, and it's only Rogue who's like, "What the fuck is wrong with all of you?" Like,
0: yeah, Rogue is the humanizing element here, which I really enjoyed yeah. for her as her arc on this show.
1: Right, but first we're going to cut over to Cerebro, and which Emma's on Cerebro, trying to look for Jean, and Scott's just standing by behind her, screaming. He's like, "I don't understand. Why haven't you found Jean yet? Where is she? I know what's going on." And Emma just takes off the Cerebro Cerebro's hat, the Cerebro hat. She takes off the hat, Cerebro, and Emma's <laughs> like. Maybe she's dead, dude.
0: <laughs> it's so cold. I fucking love it, though. <laughs> yeah, she's right? just like so annoyed at Scott's screaming in her ear constantly. I mean, wouldn't like, you Honestly, be? She's probably dead shut the fuck up. I don't <laughs> want to be here. Like, oh my God. And then Scott like, is like to instantly t- does a 180. And he's like, oh my God, please, 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 please don't stop. Oh my God, please put Cerebro back on. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And Emma's just like, actually, I took it off because of him. And she like points to Logan walking in and Logan's like, hey, I need you to find the brotherhood. And then we get like a cut again where once again, we don't get to see the full conversation about what's really going on.
1: That's because we put a bunch of time in here to watch action sequences. There's like a lot of fight scenes in this.
0: I think they also want to preserve the mystery of what's really going on as long as possible because it's a fairly simple episode. And I think it's done better here than it is in Wolverine versus Hulk where it was like told out of order for frankly no reason. (laughs) Um, In this episode, I was like, oh, it's cool that they're like leaving key pieces of information out Because then you get them revealed when it makes sense pacing wise. So um, we see a different scene of Logan finishing the explanation to the rest of the X-Men. Storm's there, Beast, Scott, etc.
1: This is Storm's one line in which she goes, (laughs) what's going on? And I'm like, wow, Storm's really been put on the back burner of Wolverine and the X-Men already.
0: No, she gets to use her powers a couple times.
1: She does, and at least they actually work, unlike X-Men Evolution. They do
0: actually work. She's also an adult now, but it is annoying that like for no reason.
1: She was an adult on X-Men Evolution.
0: Well, no, because I'm referring to the fact that in the comic books we saw that she was like a college student. I mean, I would consider 19 an adult, but do you remember how we read those comics and we were like, oh, Storm is probably supposed to be a lot younger than we thought? Yes. You know? Right. So Logan is like, the Brotherhood broke into the MRD and kidnapped an innocent mutant. And Beast is like, so this is a rescue operation? And Logan's like, yep, then we're going to give him back to the MRD. And Beast is like, Really? And Scott <laughs> immediately flips out and starts quitting the X-Men again and, and walking towards the door. And he's like, what the fuck? I don't hand over mutants to the government. I fucking hate this. And I'm leaving. And then Logan's like, "Uh, Xavier told us we had to do this. And Scott's like, oh, in that case, yeah, and then Cyclops turns <laughs> around. I actually love this plan. I know.
1: Cyclops spins around. He's like,
0: daddy. <laughs>
1: and I was like, oh, my God.
0: <laughs> OK, so Logan says, That Xavier told him if they don't do this, half the world's mutants are going to get wiped out because this guy's going to destroy Genosha. I mean, we don't know that yet, but it's explained later in the episode is that he accidentally destroys Genosha, which like... Aren't there other ways to prevent that from happening besides dropping him off at the MRD?
1: I still think he could have asked Magneto for help, but without having to bring Nitro to Genosha. Yeah,
0: like call Magneto. And
1: be like, hey, meet me in the middle of the ocean. I've got an and issue. And just be like,
0: hey, like the Brotherhood are on their way with this mutant. What can we do here? He's going to blow up. Is there is there any way we can like make a house he could actually live in safely or something? I don't know. I'm just spitballing here. Right. Anyway, we go to Rogue and Domino on a date. Um, yeah, really they though. Are <laughs> looking, this is like they're looking at an MRD warehouse together, um, hanging out. They're they're in love. Uh, so Domino is explaining to Rogue. I,
1: they, I wouldn't know if they're in love, but they're definitely rubbing each other.
0: They're in lust. Yeah. Okay. Rogue is making poor choices in life because of Domino. Partially.
1: I don't know if that's the case.
0: Well, I think this is the episode where she starts to really question, like Pietro. You know what I mean?
1: We're only like an episode or two away, but Rogue switches back to the X-Men because Obviously. She, no, she comes with the, all this information and look, it's like, I don't trust you. And Rogue's like, listen, bitch, I was actually pretending to be their friend so I could get this information.
0: Oh... Uh- I don't totally buy that.
1: I don't know. I I mean, I don't buy it either because her... We'll
0: never know if it's true. That's the thing about it.
1: Well, I think Rogue wants Domino to leave the the Brotherhood with her, which maybe they were going to do that in Season 2, but there's definitely, like, this whole thing with Rogue being like, Domino, why are you here? And Domino's like, I don't know. I like shooting things. Like, that's (laughs) kind of her deal on this show.
0: Also, Domino is, like, clearly a political radical, at least according to this world's politics. It's just that she doesn't necessarily approve of, like, Pietro's methods and and unfortunately, he's kind of in charge because he's a bully.
1: And also super gay because in about two seconds, Domino says there's a base underground that has his data on mutants if they can even get inside. And then Pietro runs over and he's like, if we can get inside Dom, you wound me. And I was <laughs> like, he I'm not this isn't like a Ryan line. He actually said that I was like, yeah, he is gay.
0: He has some very adorable, flamboyant lines here. And Domino's like, Pietro, what are we doing here? I thought this job was a must. And Pietro's like, two words, new manpower. Or wait, is that three? Anyway! <laughs> the oh truck my god, Pietro's like, what the hell? Yeah. And
1: then then Toad comes out It's like, wait until you see what we got, yo! And Domino's like, gee, Toad's back. There's a surprise. <laughs> I thought that was actually really funny. It is.
0: Um, so Fred carries Nitro out of the truck, and Nitro is screaming to let him go because it isn't safe for anybody to be around him. And Pietro's like, this is Nitro. You'll love him. <laughs> and Rogue's like, what
1: the f- Buck is going on. Yeah.
0: Rogue is like, why the fuck did you kidnap someone? Also, he's like screaming and crying. Yeah. Like, why are you doing this? And Pedro's like, liberated. We liberated him. Remember, Rogue, we're the good guys. Which I loved that, too, because it's so bitchy and also wrong.
1: He's (laughs) such a little bitch. He's awful.
0: He's a bad influence on everybody else present. So then he zips over to the truck and he's like, boys, based on last time, we've got four minutes from the first alarm before the Martys drop in on us. And Fred is like, I'll pave the way. You just deliver the package. So then Fred smashes his way into the building. He
1: does. He's still being badass, by the way. Yeah,
0: he's great. And Domino's also a badass. She fires a bunch of bullets at all the turrets. And Toad uses his Toad jizz on the security cameras.
1: Well, he takes out like one camera after they've destroyed everything else.
0: I know. I was like, well, they saved one thing for Toad to do. And it's throw jizz on a camera.
1: I also like they're taking out the cameras. Like, they're like, we got to take out all the cameras so they don't see us. But meanwhile, they're like busting apart the walls and shaking the ground and like throwing a bomb in there. It's like, dude. They already know you're here. They don't need the cameras to tell. Yeah, but thanks.
0: <laughs> Although I guess they just don't need to worry about it because Fred is like kicking the shit out of every single guard they come across. So it's like really not a concern at all.
1: Yeah, I mean, honestly, if you want somebody on your team, it's Fred Dukes because he is unstoppable. He's unmovable and he like punches things like he could fucking like destroy anything. He like,
0: is. He is the powerhouse. And that is very clearly demonstrated. in yet right. another badass Fred scene. I,
1: I don't know. Fred's awesome. Listen. Do we need to sell our listeners on how great Fred Dukes is, just in case?
0: We need to sell the sh- the people who make Fred Dukes content on it. Other than Leah Williams, <laughs> we need <Yeah>. to sell them. <laughs> well, she's them fantastic. On it. Um, I know. So meanwhile, I know. Nitro is protesting the whole way, basically being like, "Oh my god, I'm so dangerous." And Avalanche is just like, "God, stop fucking whining." And roblox walks up, and she's like, "Take it easy on him, okay?" And like leans down to comfort Nitro, and she's like, "We're not gonna hurt you." And Nitro's like, it's not about you. It's me and anyone I'm around. And Rogue is like, I understand. And Nitro's like, no, you don't know anything. I've hurt everyone. Everyone I've ever cared about. There's no more time. You have to get away from me. And then he just starts screaming. And Rogue is like, we have to stop doing what we're doing and help this guy because this is crazy and i don't know what she's like what the
1: hell is happening and
0: pietro is just like nope down the rabbit hole he goes and like throws nitro into this weird room and then tells everybody else to run away so that they basically bomb this building that has all these mrd records of every mutant in it right post registration which is actually
1: pretty good oh yeah that's actually really great this
0: is actually great but it sucks that they had to kidnap nitro to do it and kind of did this against his will, as Rogue is pointing out.
1: No, I agree with that.
0: Um, so then all of the mutants manage to get out in time. And it explodes into this huge, like, blue electricity, Dragon Ball Z situation. It's electric. Weeky, weeky, wookiee. And then Rogue tries to crawl back up towards the facility. And Pietro zooms after in front of her and then grabs Nitro out of the center of the building and zooms back out with him. And is like, mission accomplished. Now, once he recharges and Roglik interrupts him and is like, no, you can't fucking do this to him anymore. You can't just use him yeah. <laughs> for your own little freedom fighter thing.
1: By the way, there was there was a commercial break here, by the way. Yes. Between these two things, because like the building blew up, everybody died. JK, they're all standing yes. fine. That's what the commercial break was. So
0: then Pietro and Rogue get into this little fight. Where Pietro's like, back off, Rogue, you're way out of line. And Rogue keeps trying to punch him, but he keeps dodging it super fast.
1: I don't know if you noticed, but she's doing the same kicks that she was doing the X-Men Evolution opening. It's like to the T, the same ones.
0: Yeah, I bet it actually is. Like, they may have even used the similar animation.
1: It's like a throwback to that. And it, I, it feels like them again. And then Domino runs over. She's like, everyone, stop. I've got boobs. Listen, <laughs> let's stop fighting.
0: Yeah. And Pietro's like, you know what? Rogue's right. Nitro does need oh, help. I think
1: you say Pietro is like your boobs repel me, Domino. I don't <laughs> like those.
0: <laughs> and he's like, Domino, the boobs thing didn't help me at all. However, I agree about Nitro. He needs help, but not from humans. And I was like, I actually agree with you, Pietro. I agree with you on that one.
1: Yeah, but he says this after he's used Nitro as a bomb.
0: I know, I know. But I feel like he had good instincts thinking of calling Magneto. It's just that he didn't actually call
1: him i don't know it's pietro he
0: just was like i'll show up as a surprise and blow up his house <laughs>
1: <Why>? <laughs> and wanda's like get the fuck out why
0: did you think that would work so then we go to a completely different scene with betsy braddock because sure right. why not have a different psychic character in this
1: right this is the only episode that we will see her in is this one
0: okay okay She's pretty good at it. So we see Betsy ordering some tea and speaking in a British accent. There's a child screaming. Yeah, there's a child screaming.
1: There's a bunch of children just screaming and crying and she looks so nice. She's like, oh, fucking children. What the fuck? And she sees that they're crying because some police officer is giving their mom a parking ticket. Yep. And she's like, I'm just going to shut this down. So she uses our powers to make the cop eat his ticket and leave. But the woman's just like, yeah, what the fuck's happening? <laughs> and what does Pietro say when he shows up?
0: He says, naughty, naughty Psylocke. <laughs> 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 Keep pulling stunts like that. And you'll end up back in MRD custody. And then I'd have to rescue you again.
1: <laughs> I like how he fucking said, naughty, naughty. He's like, naughty, naughty. And I was like, Pietro is so gay in this. It's, like, to the point where it's no longer subtle. Not that X-Men Evolution was subtle, but it was certainly more subtle than this. I
0: mean, he was confirmed gay on that. Well, okay, confirmed that he was supposed to be gay. Okay, can
1: they just confirm him gay in the comic books? I know he fucked Crystal that one time, but, like... Pietro's like, I went and had sex with an alien because I'm definitely straight. Like, okay. Also,
0: like, sometimes gay people still manage to have sex with somebody and seem like a straight relationship because they're deeply closeted and hate themselves. I mean, that is more like him. And who hates themselves more than Pietro? No one.
1: That is absolutely true. So
0: Betsy says, let me guess, you're here because it's time I repay my debt. And Pietro's like, you really are a telepath because... He's snarky He's
1: being a little bitch Yeah I know uh,
0: So then we go to the X-Men Who Where are they in this scene? I don't know I didn't write that down uh,
1: I think they're at the MRD base that blew up Maybe? Question mark Or okay, they're at a different yeah, one sure
0: I guess they're investigating I it don't, I
1: don't really know where they are And Kitty faces out of the van She's like Oh my god I think we lost the Brotherhood And Emma's in Cerebro And she's like No The Brotherhood's at an airport nearby You stupid idiots Move faster <laughs> <laughs> and Logan first service is like, Emma, tell Forge to get inside the Blackbird and fly it on over here. And Emma walks over and sees Forge doing something. She's like, he's not here right now. Lie. Sorry. <laughs> it's so good because she wants to go on it's this mission. It's just because
0: Emma wants to come along for the mission. It's very right. fun. So Logan's like, fine, you can get here with the jet then, but go fast. And Emma's like, my pleasure. Uh, and then we find out the Brotherhood stole this plane, a private passenger plane, and they are... Flying it to Genosha. Not that we know that, but, you know, spoilers. Uh, And so Betsy's using mind control on Nitro to get his powers to stop working, at least briefly. And Rogue is watching this and she's like, how do you know this will work? And Pietro walks up and is like, have a little faith, Rogue. And then to Betsy, he's like, you can do this, right? Which is very funny. And Betsy's like, yes, I mean, I think so. I never tried suppressing powers before. And Pietro's like, yeah, whatever. You said yes, so that means yes. And like walks away and it's like, should anyone be concerned about what's going on here? And by anyone, I mean Pietro? I
1: mean, I, I, mean, I think they... I mean, Rogue's <laughs> concerned. Also, Domino, because then Pietro goes up to the front of the cockpit, and he's like, why is it taking so long to get to Genosha? Can't this thing go any faster? I'm bored. And Domino's just like, shut the fuck up. I thought Magneto didn't even want you on Genosha. Like, he doesn't like you, dude. Yeah. Why are we doing this? And
0: Pietro's like, that was before. I mean, how can he not be impressed after I blew up the MRD archives? Plus, wait till he sees Nitro. And Domino's just, like, rolling her eyes, like... This is so fucking tragic. Like, (laughs) get over your dad, dude. Oh my God. So we go back to Psylocke, who is like, okay, we're finished. And Nitro kind of relaxes a little bit, but he's like, I feel really sick, which is sad.
1: Okay. This is the best conversation and moment in the whole episode because it's basically Nitro being like, yeah, I don't like suppressing my powers because it's like shoving me back this. It's like that same thing that happens when you're shoved so far in the closet that you start experiencing
0: disassociating. Yeah, yeah, and
1: you or you start hurting yourself in some way, or you like you just become very self-destructive. It's very gross. Mm-hmm. It's this happened with Spike, remember?
0: Yes. Although this is a particularly sad scenario. I mean, I usually say, like, you know, Rogue kind of is the AIDS metaphor character a lot of the time. Nitro it doesn't really work for that because it's like he's a bomb i don't even know that there is a queer metaphor for this but i, I feel like the closeting aspect of it is sad but also the self-hatred that nitro experiences is, is relatable you know like the fact yeah, that he's this I character agree. who's like i need to just be put away like he he's like put me in like the reversion therapy or whatever put me put me away because i'm like too dangerous as a person to even be allowed right to exist yeah. and it's like honestly it sucks that that's the outcome of this episode. I just, I don't know. There's so many dangerous characters on this show that you would want to believe that Nitro has a better outcome than this one. Right. Anyway, so Rogue says, you're going to be fine. We were able to shut down your powers, so I think things will finally be different for you. And Nitro's like, no, they won't. Has anyone ever tried shutting down your powers? And Rogue's like, a long time ago. And Nitro's like, I'm guessing it didn't work. Which, like, you can just tell from Rogue's face, like, yeah, shutting down her powers didn't really go super well either. And Rogue is like, look, I don't have all the answers, but if there's any chance at all, isn't it worth a shot? We're just trying to help you. And Nitro is like, maybe you are a rogue, but the others, they don't care about what happens to me. Why are you even with them? It's a fair question. And Rogue is like, it's complicated. That's my Facebook status with Domino anyway. (laughs) And Toad is like in the background, like noticing the plane starts freezing over. And then suddenly the entire plane is covered in ice because like Bobby is nearby and the X-Jet is nearby. And Pietro runs around screaming what's happening and Domino's like, well, the the plane is fucking frozen. So, yeah, we're crashing now. Yeah. <laughs> and then Pietro sees the X-Jet flying by and he's like, fuck, it's the X-Men. And Bobby's like hanging off the plane, shooting ice over at them. And Kitty phases through the entire plane and like into the Brotherhood plane and is like, hi, Rogue. And then grabs Nitro. Okay.
1: That was for X-Men Evolution, yeah, where she's like, it's my ex-girlfriend and my ex-roommate.
0: Yeah. But she says it in like kind of a catty way, where she's kind of like, hi, Rogue. And then phases yeah, out, away, gra- having grabbed Nitro and like right. the X-Jet does this absurd thing where it's like above the plane so that Kitty can phase down into the Brotherhood plane. And then it goes super fast under the plane so Kitty can phase <laughs> downwards. <laughs> so Kitty- I watched it a couple times and I was like, how is the X-Jet moving that fast? Because Kitty does not like wait and give the time for the plane to get It's because Beast under? plays a
1: lot of Star Fox at home, so he knows all about <laughs> barrel rolling and how to get down there real quick. Yeah,
0: he just flips the fuck over and is like, zoop, and then Kitty can just like phase right through the plane super fast and land back in the X-Jet. And right. Nitro is now in the X-Jet, and he's like, what the fuck is going on? Who the fuck are any of you? <laughs>
1: I know. And then like Psylocke tells Pietro and Domino that the X-Men snatched Nitro, and Domino's just like, oh my God, somebody else flies plane. I'm going to go shoot down the Blackbird which she does pretty successfully. She does it while hanging out of the plane. Yes,
0: she does. She does it immediately perfectly because it's domino. So she just instantly takes out the engines and they crash onto like this glacier in the middle of the ocean. Well, it's whoa. That Iceman creates. Oh, I
1: was going to say, it's not like a glacier that was just hanging you're out. You're right. There. You're right.
0: I was like, where did they find that glacier? Well, they found it in Bobby's little hands. Um, so as they're like crashing into the ocean, beast is like, Bobby, help. <laughs> and Bobby like, <laughs> oh, yeah, makes- Bobby's
1: out there being like, hold on. I can design an entire runway, like a airport runway right now. And I was like, How is this holding up anything is my question.
0: I don't know. I mean, they actually pointed out because at the end, Bobby like collapses into Beast's arms adorably. He does do that. Beast is like impressive, Bobby. I didn't know you had it in you. And Bobby's like, I'm not usually around this much water. So I guess we're just meant to believe that he actually is incredibly powerful which we know iceman is incredibly powerful i mean we
1: know what he is in the comic books but i don't think he's there yet on this show which is really cool but it's like i don't understand how this whole thing didn't fall apart because later what we're about to see is that avalanche starts ripping it apart but nobody falls through like i was waiting for that to happen and it does not happen i know
0: it's so thick
1: that's what they say about logan too
0: (laughs) super wide and super thick Just like Logan. Um, But also super short. Also like Logan. Anyway, uh, we get to see Nitro disembarking the plane and Kitty following him being like, wait, where are you going? And Nitro's like, I have to get away from you guys or you're going to fucking die. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah.
0: And Kitty's like, I don't think this guy is like on board for any of the stuff that we're doing right now. And Logan's like, I'll fix it. Which like, why would Logan think that he could do that? I don't know. Beast is like, okay, we'll fight the Brotherhood. And it's like, that's the wrong set of instructions. Like, let Beast go try to convince this guy and let Logan fight the Brotherhood. But whatever. It's fine. So Logan grabs Nitro and tries to drag him by force back to the plane. And Nitro is just begging him to, like, leave him behind. And then Emma walks up and is like, he's too unstable. Their amateur telepath tried shutting off his power. And Nitro's like, I don't think it worked. And (laughs) Emma's like, the pressure's building. We don't have much time.
1: I'm sure it is.
0: And Nitro's like, you have to leave. I I don't know if there's a dramatic commercial break here, but...
1: Uh, This is when Avalanche starts wrecking the ice and he's like doing that. And Cyclops shoots him down. Cyclops is having a little psychic battle with Emma. But it's really funny because the last two seconds, because... So I like starts doing her little thing and Emma just walks over and slaps her and she like falls down and goes unconscious immediately. And I was yeah. like, that's pretty great. And Emma just goes, oh, so pathetic. I was <laughs> like, damn.
0: Yeah, I did enjoy also avalanche making an ice avalanche. I thought that was pretty cool. Ice avalanche. Ice avalanche. But yeah, I I didn't like Storm getting knocked out instantly. Although she's going to get to do more stuff in a second. But
1: no, you're right. But Pietro's doing this whole thing where she he's running around and pushing people over at full speed (laughs) and slapping Wolverine's ass real quick before running away. (laughs) Yeah. And then wait, there's like amazing line that where PH goes, why couldn't you just stay out of this Wolverine? And Wolverine just says, Because you're stupid.
0: Yeah, I loved that line actually. I was
1: like, I kind of <laughs> love the writing for Logan on this TV show because they're fully aware that he's not that smart. And yeah. I love that. There's about also
0: him. a shot of Scott trying to blast Pietro, who's already run out of the way. And I just thought that was really <laughs> funny that they like left that in. And then you, we see Fred throwing a huge hunk of ice at Kitty, who phases through it. And then it like almost hits Storm, but B sleeps in front of it and like gets knocked out. And then we get to see an epic Storm moment where she turns to Fred and like blasts him with a bunch of lightning and knocks him out. But then when he falls over, the impact of his body on the ground knocks Storm into the air. And I didn't like that because then she's knocked out. I don't even know what happened. He, he like, like seesaws onto the glacier and like she's like boing and into the air, I guess. I don't even he know. falls
1: over and that's what causes it. It's kind of weird. I, Storm is not great on this show either. Not yet. Not
0: yet. I mean, I'm still holding out hope. We've got a lot more episodes left. So we'll see. That's
1: true. That's true. It's just that I feel like we never got that fully fledged ex- been animated series Storm since that TV show, which is unfortunate. Oh,
0: yeah. I mean, this isn't even close to that. Where like almost every single time Storm was the powerhouse who would save the day. Like this is nothing even close to that. Well, I feel
1: like they talked about it on the X-Men anime where they're like, well, why is Storm so toned down in her powers? And then the creators of that show were basically like, well, if we let Storm do anything, there would be no TV show because she would just, like, kill everyone. And that would be that.
0: <laughs> well, I don't know. I feel like TAS managed to find ways to have her... I agree. ...be really I powerful agree. without it, like, breaking the logic of the show. Or,
1: like, any of the X-Men comic books. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. So, Bobby freezes Pietro and Logan goes will you people stop saving me? And I was like, Logan, what are you even <laughs> what? saying?
0: Why was he so mad at Bobby saving him? I thought that was like very funny, but also silly.
1: He's like, I can heal. So I should be able to be cut up as many times as possible. It's like, Logan, I, I feel like there's better things you could be doing with your time. Uh, but Pietro of course gets out because he's Pietro and he basically vibrates out of it. Uh, Kitty steals Domino's guns and phases away. And Domino's like, what? And then Domino's like, "Toad, get out here and help us, and Toad's just like, "Nope, and he like goes back inside. That's it, yeah, Nitro starts charging, and Rogue's like, "I need somebody's help, y'all, so Storm says like this tornado which flies Nitro up into the sky. uh Avalanche says that he can take her out, and Peach is like, "Don't nah."
0: Because I think this is the moment when Pietro realizes that his own hubris is going to destroy everything, and he's like... Yeah, like, like at
1: this point, Pietro's like, oh, man, I dumb-fucked up over here.
0: (laughs) Not that he's ever going to admit that aloud to anyone. Oh, no, I know. He's just kind of like, yeah, I guess I'll let the X-Men fix my problem, and I'm gonna be really mad at them about it later, but, like, they are technically fixed my problem, so, like, don't stop them. Yeah. But, like, thanks, Storm. So, yeah, Storm making the fucking whirlwind... And making sure that the explosion happens really, really high up in the sky, away from all of them.
1: Which it does.
0: It does. And everybody falls down except for Storm because she's a badass, except for when she's not. It doesn't make any sense. And Um, it's not And she slowly lowers Nitro back onto the ground. And Rogue runs up to him and is like, Nitro, Nitro. And Nitro is like, please, Sora. And Rogue (laughs) is like, everyone's fine. And Nitro's like, okay, that was close. And Logan's like, yeah, you don't know how close you would have been a Genosha by now and wiped out more than half the island. We're taking it from here. Got a problem with that. And then Logan like gets in Pietro's face really close for that last line, and Pietro's like, "Oh no.
1: my god!" I was like, <laughs> "Are they gonna make it out now?" Because it's even closer than when he was getting all up on Gambit. It was like
0: it was their lips lot. were
1: basically touching for this line, and I was like, "Wow, yeah, okay."
0: And then Beast and Bobby carry Nitro away from Rogue, who kind of waves at them sadly. Like, and
1: Logan just stops uh-oh. by, like stomps by, and Rogue's like, "Logan, ah," and Logan just ignores her. He's like fuck this bitch. And he leaves. And I was like, kind
0: of messed up, honestly. I don't know. Like, again, I'm like, is, is sending him back to the MRD the only option here, but that's how it ends. Nitro. Also, did they not
1: see that rogue was trying to help nitro that whole time? And then at the end they were like, rogue was such a bitch for capturing nitro. And like, clearly she had nothing to do with that.
0: Yeah, I know. And even nitro would have told them that and possibly did. But I think Logan is so busy being mad at Rogue that he can't. I know. He was probably that. like,
1: listen, that girl, Rogue, really cool. Helped me through this. Only person caring for me. And Logan's like, she's a bitch. Fuck her. And we're like, <laughs> Logan.
0: I feel like Beast and like Bobby and everybody else knows that that's not really true. And Logan is the one who can't get over it because it's Logan.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, it is. Anyway,
0: so final scene. This final scene
1: is super sad because it's like Logan and Hank looking sadly at the MRD base as they're taking Nitro back in. Yeah. And Hank, Hank looks, he's like crying. Hank's like crying. He's like, I can't believe that this is the only solution we had.
0: Yeah. He's like, I guess we did what we had to do. And Logan's like, yeah, but it doesn't make it any easier. And then the final shot is Nitro back in the tube, getting lowered into the ground in infinite fucking stasis for the rest of his life. Yeah. And luckily not killing half of the mutants on Genosha, but like, Again, was this the only option? I mean, according to Child's Xavier, I feel like it's it is, not. But. It's,
1: it is to Xavier's standards, but you know what it is. I... So this episode's really good. Um, yeah, I actually really it... enjoyed
0: it. I mean, we told a bunch of jokes, but I thought it was really strong. I liked it a lot. I did, too. I, I might give it a five. I don't know. I'm,
1: I don't think it's quite Maybe a five a four? for me.
0: Yeah, I'm yeah, with you. That's
1: kind of where I'm landing. Like a four out of five X's. I really um,
0: liked all Pietro's lines and Toad's lines. I just love the Brotherhood, and I'm so glad we get to see more Brotherhood stuff. So part of that is just biasing me because I'm like, thank God they're back. Oh, my God. Finally, a real episode of this television yeah, me too. show. I mean,
1: I mean, I love that. I love those bits.
0: A Logan is silly. I love that.
1: Yeah, I don't like that both Betsy and Storm are not yes. very powerful on this show. And that was really distracting to me It is because I'm like I know these characters and I do like that they gave Emma a moment to be like no I'm the strongest telepath here but I'm kind of like I don't know Psylocke is also really strong also so is Storm and they're just like in the background. And I'm like, why are they in the background?
0: Yeah. I mean, it's because they really just needed one random telepath to be in only this episode and no other episode and they just chose Psylocke for some reason. Right. But it it, it does seem kind of unfair to her because she is also basically just a plot device that needs to be less powerful than Emma in order for the plot to work. Basically,
1: Peter is like, here's all these different humans that I treat as tools yeah. to like use against other tools. And it's like, wow.
0: Well, Pietro kind of, I mean, he kind of is like that though. I mean, that's the kind of guy he is.
1: There is that Scarlet Witch miniseries where Wanda calls Pietro a sociopath and is like, I don't want anything to do with you anymore. Like you're fucked up, dude. And Pietro's like, well, what about you? And Wanda's like, I'm in control of my emotions. So it's like, you know, okay.
0: <laughs> I mean, Wanda has her own problems, but I would not say that she's a sociopath. At all.
1: No, I don't think she is either. I think Wanda's in denial about a lot of things. Yes. But that's a very different situation where, like, Peach is blatantly using people and doesn't care about them at all. Like, he doesn't care mm-hmm. about their well-being.
0: Whether or not you want to use the word sociopath to describe him doesn't really matter to me. Regardless, he is a person who's depicted in this show as using people to his own ends and not, not really seeming to experience, like, true feelings. Although repeatedly, I don't know. I mean, how does he really feel about Magneto? We don't really know. And this sort of introduces the idea that he still feels some sense of obligation slash sadness about the fact that he doesn't have a relationship with his father. And he's like still trying to impress him, which is sort of interesting because the version of Magneto on X-Men Evolution was like so much more fucked up than this. I mean, that was one of my big critiques of that show aside from the storm stuff was that like Magneto was not the way I would have wanted him to be written on that show. Right. But on this show, Magneto has largely just been Magneto, you know, like the way that we see him in the modern day now, where he's like this cool, elderly, radicalized survivor, you know, and Pietro trying to impress him, but still having that same sad manipulative personality. I don't know. It's, it's interesting. I liked it, but I'm also, it makes me feel a little sorry for Pietro in, in a good way, in a way that I'm like, that's good writing, you know?
1: Yeah, no, I agree. I feel like this is still evolving from X-Men evolution. X-Men evolved and uh, (laughs) Pietro is just like trying to press his father's eye all the time. And I enjoyed that. I also really enjoyed Nitro and Rogue and how they related to each other on some level where Rogue's like, well, if we could turn your powers off, wouldn't you want Want to? Because I want to. And Nitro's kind of like, no, it makes me feel like shit. Mm -hmm. I kind of wish they played up more of that Nitro and Rogue stuff because it kind of seemed like it was just, again, in the background. I think that might be my problem with the episode. Is that it's really good. It's very strong, and I like the content in there. I like all the what the characters are doing. I don't think there are any scenes that shouldn't be there. But I do kind of feel like there's too many pieces happening in this episode. And that is making it a little bit more challenging to not follow, but sort of like be empathetic to these characters and what they're going through. Mm
0: -hmm. I mean, it can't, it doesn't have time to be deep. But it's it's kind of too bad because I feel like we've seen episodes of this show that have made time to be deep with the same time limit.
1: Right. And I also feel like they could have like had this number of characters and had that level of emotion because X-Men Evolution... We gave it so many five out of five X's because it was so emotionally deep. And this was my biggest complaint about Wolverine and the X-Men is that I'm like, oh, it's a good show. And I enjoyed it. And I liked the content and like sort of the stories that they were telling. But I never really connected with it on an emotional level like I did with X-Men Evolution. And this is another situation where I'm like, this could have had the potential to do that, spend some time with these characters. But I, I, in a way, I feel like Wolverine the X-Men tries to cram as many characters as possible into an episode. To be like, look, here's one of the three thousand X Men characters that we can put in here, and we're gonna put seventeen in at a time.
0: And it's Psylocke, yeah. It's like, why is Psylocke there? Yeah, like, yeah, I know what you're saying, but I, I also feel like we did, we did give the first four episodes of the show five out of five, and they had a shitload of characters and and like plot points to get through. Yeah, they were just stronger. I mean, I don't know. I think they probably really workshopped that first three parter, and then. I I don't know what happened after that, you know, like sometimes that happens with shows where they work really hard on the pilot and the concept and then they just don't get either the resources or time or whatever to do the rest of the show the same way.
1: But don't you wonder if maybe we would have found that this would be would have been a stronger episode if it came directly after that three parter instead of immediately sidetracking to all the other shit that we watched first? I mean, maybe it would have flowed better.
0: Yeah, I'd probably like it more. I might have even given it... I mean, we might have given it a five if it hadn't been after, like, it is sort of the piece of bread on the other side of a shit sandwich, you know? Like, it, yeah. it. I just wish we hadn't had those other meandering episodes in the middle there, which theoretically were really fun because it's like, oh, sick, Gambit, Nightcrawler, like, what's going on with those guys? The Hulk, everybody's been oh wondering God. where yeah, he right. is. <laughs> you know, the, the, favorite,
1: the famous X-Men character, the, the Hulk.
0: Hulk. Yeah. Oh, well. Anyway, speaking of famous X-Men characters...
1: Yeah, we'll do Who's That X-Men this week.
0: Who's that? <laughs> oh my god okay <laughs> i mean
1: technically captain marvel villain but so i kept it short i didn't put all of nitro's information in here because i'm not spending that much time with a non-mutant character if we can help it mm-hmm. but basically uh, nitro's first appearance was in captain marvel number 34 he was created by jim starlin and steve englehart his real name is robert hunter and his ability is to self-detonate and reformat will so basically, he is kind of a villain for multiple different Avengers characters. Uh, pretty commonly, Spider-Man after, after the Captain Marvel era. Uh, and by Captain Marvel, I'm not talking about Carol Danvers. I'm talking about the OG Captain Marvel.
0: You talking about my my gal Monica Rambeau? Or are you talking about Marvel? No, you're
1: going even further back. We're talking about Marvel the Cree.
0: Oh hell yeah. That guy's cool, too.
1: Okay, so anyway, so his real name... Wait, I already said that. Anyway, his real name is Robert. Anyway, I already said that. Anyway, <laughs> anyway hello. Anyway,
0: Robert. Robert. <laughs> his name's Robert. Anyway.
1: Uh, so he was born in Scranton, Pennsylvania. Uh, he was an electrical engineer. Due to genetic altercation carried out on him by the Cree Lunatic Legion, Robert gained the ability to explore and reform himself at will, and he became a criminal. Nitro exposed Captain Marvel to the nerve gas, which causes Captain Marvel's fatal cancer. I don't know if you read those comics when you went back and read any of that. Probably. So he was, a, he's been a common enemy of the Avengers. At one point he was defeated by Spider-Man and put into a containment canister kind of like this one. He was freed by vulture, vulture and battled skids from the New mutants and was unable to reform his body because of her force fields. Uh, for a while, He was recruited by Thanos Mm. for a long time. And after that whole period of time, he took a spacecraft off and decided to explore space. Uh, At another point, he was hired to kill Tony Stark. And Tony noticed through his tech that every time Nitro exploded at a high frequency pulse emitted from his body, so Tony duplicated this pulse, which caused Nitro to explode. And after he exploded several times per minute, he passed out from exhaustion and then was handed over to S.H.I.E.L.D. Mm. Uh, Nitro eventually escaped and went to kill Captain Marvel in San Francisco. Spider-Man defeated him again by webbing a barrel of tear gas to his body before it exploded. So when Nitro reformed, the evaporated tear gas mixed with his own molecules, making him violently ill. Nitro was later hired as a hitman to kill Matt Murdock. He almost succeeded and he killed a bunch of of other innocent people in the crossfire, but Daredevil managed to defeat him and capture him. During Civil War, this is a pretty fucked up plot point for him, but uh, during Civil War, the New Warriors did a videotaped raid of a house that Nitro and a bunch of other supervillains were in. And Namorita slammed Nitro into a school bus and taunted him, which he then exploded, killed her. Night Thrasher, Microbe, all the supervillains in the house, along with 60 children in a nearby elementary school and 600 people in surrounding neighborhoods of Stanford, Connecticut. Like Stanford, Connecticut's just gone according to the Marvel universe. Cause wow. he exploded. I know pretty intense. Uh, Nitro then escaped and Wolverine started hunting him along with shield and a bunch of the agents from shield died in a battle with Nitro Atlantean agents came and they came to capture Nitro and Wolverine and Namor managed to actually do it. Uh, Wolverine, of course, slices off Nitro's arm for funsies because it's fucking Wolverine. And Namor keeps Nitro in his, as a prisoner of Atlantis. Namor then used Nitro in the destruction of New Pangaea and then held Nitro as prisoner on Latveria until penance brought him back to America to make him suffer for all the people he killed in Stamford. pretty much. So basically what I'm seeing here in comparison to this episode is that Nitro has also been used as a weapon for a bunch of other characters as well. And that's pretty sad. And he's commonly an Avengers character. He's not a mutant. So I thought it was really interesting that they put him into this show. I I kind of And going off your theory here, Maddie, that the Avengers was being set up in the MCU and they were trying to work with that a little Uh, bit, honestly. And they were like Or
0: just kind of reading some old Avengers comics. I mean, clearly they checked out the Wendigo one and they were like, Yeah, well, maybe this guy's interesting. I, you know, I like that theory. I mean, I don't like it. No, I mean I also (laughs) I I think it makes sense. I also feel like
1: it's not bad. Like I don't mind Nitro being in this episode. I think it works.
0: I don't either. I the part of it that I don't like is just the fact that then it ended up ruining the X-Men that the MCU didn't have them anymore and that that just like sort of created this problem with the series that, I mean, maybe we'll see more of that as the show goes on. Right. It is interesting that this is an Avengers character for sure. And I wonder if that's going to keep coming into play. Probably. Like, we'll see more Avengers villains and stuff.
1: I honestly don't remember, to be completely honest with you. Yeah. I honestly completely don't honestly, honestly, honestly? remember if I'm right. honest. Can you be
0: honest about it for once? I
1: don't know if I'm honestly being honest right now. Could I be more honest about my honesty?
0: <laughs> well, let's honestly talk about who's gay, shall we? The <laughs> X baby he dumped Toad and took a photo of it i don't ship toad and pietro even though toad was like you're dumping me and i was like oh that's cute it's like they were dating i still think fred and toad are the couple i do too and the exes here but Pietro is just so fucking gay Like there's no one he's gay with He
1: just is a little like Twinkie catty boy That's at the club He's a that's mean who girl he He's
0: such a mean he's girl He's a mean girl and, like, it's... like he could
1: go hang out with Emma Except Emma wouldn't let him Into her clique at all
0: No, Emma is constantly reading him And he is humiliated in her presence And can only hope to worship at her feet
1: Yeah, he's like I wish I could be as cool as Emma Frost
0: Yeah, it kind of makes sense That he's friends with Betsy Or, well, frenemies with Betsy I liked that like he's just like i don't want to call her a fag hag because she's not that vibe at all on this that's not who she but is she, although but
1: she, she does have she's surrounded by a lot of queer characters in excalibur <laughs> excalibur yes. Excalibur.
0: yeah i i just feel like more like Pietro just kind of uses everybody to his own ends and betsy's just one of those people in his life and he is certainly an example of like a toxic queer trope but also we've all met this guy so like whatever i don't know yeah
1: i know he's <laughs> he's the woshi of the group not that any of our listeners knows what that means but maybe someday when we make a gino podcast they will
0: yeah he is the Woshi of the group i'm trying to think if anybody else is gay rogue and domino are still kind of dating i don't fully buy that rogue is like a hundred percent secret x-man right now i think she's like a little interested in what domino's putting down you know what i mean i feel like she's I agree. she's kind of like she'll go back later and be like. Yeah, I was totally loyal to y'all the whole time, but like she's sleeping with domino
1: <laughs> i mean this is like the kind of shit her and gambit always do oh, so yeah
0: also she may or may not be hooking up with gambit like we aren't seeing it but like yeah that might be happening too
1: yeah i wish they should more of that on here but they don't they don't even interact on the show which is unfortunate
0: i know it's too bad
1: well i mean what we get instead is that we get gambit flirting with wolverine which is also great in a lot of ways but yeah. I, I don't know i love the Remy and rogue Nonsense and how mm-hmm. how much the drama. fucking drama is between them at all times and like it's
0: very funny. Yeah. I know
1: I miss it and they did a good job with that in X Men Evolution and so I kind of miss them.
0: Yeah, I I kind of miss like the mommy drama with Mystique too. Apparently she's gonna show up a couple episodes from now.
1: I think she's in like one episode of this show too, which is really weird. And I think it's also weird. weird. She's like, she's like, Logan, don't you remember me? We dated. I'm like, here we go again.
0: (laughs) Okay. Um, I, I'm already looking ahead to the next few episodes. Uh, Pietro wins the prize this week. Um, I'm just looking at next week and seeing if it's going to be a good episode or not. Is it? So it's called future X. It's a time travel episode, which means anything goes folks. And Bishop's going to be in it. Are you excited? Also, Marrow.
1: Oh yes, apparently. Yes. No, I know. Um,
0: on Wikipedia, the description says: In the future, Professor X is captured by the Sentinels, and along with Domino, Bishop, Hellion, Marrow, and the others. The Professor plans to break free from his captors. Meanwhile, Wolverine and the other X-Men search Bolivar Trask's old lab for any info on Master Mold. So that'll be fun. That is fun. It does sound like a plot episode.
1: I actually really like that episode. That's
0: good. That's good. There's
1: a, There's going to be a lot of these episodes that like kind of happen in the future.
0: I mean, this has a flashbacks to the present, at least. So we're, we're not totally out there.
1: Yeah, it goes back and forth. But it's a lot of fun. And I I enjoy those futuristic ones. And I can't wait because I think Vanisher is also with them. I think it's a team up of Vanisher, Xavier, Bishop, and Marrow. And then eventually... Yeah,
0: Vanisher is listed here.
1: Yeah, they do like a future episode with Polaris too, where she's like going nuts also. And I love all of it. That stuff is fun.
0: Apparently is in this episode too. Is she really? Apparently so.
1: I don't even remember that. I'm actually pretty excited for us to get to that and also for us to do a spotlight on Marrow because I fucking love Marrow.
0: Yeah, that'll be fun. I mean, clearly, that's, I mean, we're not going to get Spike on this show. We're going to get Marrow. I, I know. I okay.
1: know. But she's cool too. So, like, shout out to Marrow. So, well, it's time to end blood. this. Pluggy's not here because Pluggy lost his voice last week. So he's <laughs> healing and drinking some tea at Mr. Sinister's place.
0: Oh, my God. Tell Pluggy he kind of deserved that. Actually, don't tell him that. I don't want him to come back and yell at me about Phil Lamar again.
1: No, because then he'll he will come back next week and he's going to start screaming at like 9 a.m. on a Sunday. And he's going to be like, wah, wah,
0: wah, wah, yeah, whatever I the know. fuck he says. Everybody's terrified to hear from Pluggy. Um, So, MutantAges.com.
1: It's a place you can go.
0: It's a place you can go. Okay.
1: Everywhere you look, there's a mutants in the book. <laughs> Mutant
0: <laughs> comic book. Um, oh, my God. Anyway, MutantAges.com. We have an email address, the MutantAges at gmail.com. We also have a Discord server, which has a listener questions channel, among many other wonderful channels. Uh, there's a link to it at mutinages.com on the right hand side. We have a voicemail inbox, which is 1-508-319-1668. We should like find out if we have an acronym for those numbers, by the way, because that would be very funny. Um, and we have a PO box, which is PO box three, three, four, four, Natick, Massachusetts 01760. That is the way that you can send us physical mail, which we open. On our YouTube channel, which we also have. That's right. Because we have a YouTube and... And we
1: do like our YouTube a lot. Damn, are you telling me to take it over here? You're like I mean, sure, if you want really to. I, like, I was sort for you to come YouTube... I know, it's because I, I was know, trying you... to open the Patreon again. <laughs> oh, which fair. Is, fair enough. Right. Uh, uh, yeah, so we do have a YouTube <laughs> channel where you can watch us play through every X-Men game ever made and also do little parodies of the X-Men or whatever the hell we feel like. We do live streams on there sometimes of us reading old screenplays that have never been produced. Um, of X-Men, I should specify. And that's a friend of screenplays um uh, and also uh yeah. you can go on there you can see us in our old videos that we made as teenagers pretending to do x-men parodies that were not really parodies but kind of just like there in the background uh i don't even know what i'm saying uh, i also have a youtube channel ryan pagella and a twitch if you want to h- really dive into the kingdom hearts lore we do a lot of that mm-hmm. there because we do quote it a lot on here we
0: do we talked about it a lot this week right too.
1: but the Mutant ages is like everywhere it's like on facebook and like twitter and like Instagram TikTok, and Tumblr, Tumblr and Pinterest and TikTok and like I'm Kitty Pride. And anyway, <laughs> I'm also on those places. I am Ryan Pagella on Twitter, ryan.pagella on Instagram. Maddie, where are you?
0: I am at Mitty Myers on all of those platforms. And I hope you will consider following us. And I also hope you will consider financially supporting the show because we're totally fan supported. We have a store and we have a Patreon. We have a we have a Teespring store. We got a link to that in every episode description. But we also have Patreon.com slash The Mutant Ages. And we have all kinds of rewards at different tiers. We do bonus episodes. We've done one almost every week for the past several weeks. That was not how it used to be. But now we are releasing so much bonus content. And the folks, they just can't get enough. They love to hear what we have to say about Batman 2022 and Moon Knight and so many other things. Um, And
1: Rescue Rangers, where neither of us can sing the theme song.
0: Yeah, uh so there's a, there's a ton of uh Patreon bonus episodes. And at our highest tier, you get a shout out on the show. That's
1: right. So shout out to Samuel B, Soren B, Zach S, get away. I'm gonna explode. <laughs> Maddie, Maddie put an explosion noise here. Okay, like, I okay, I will. Okay, thank you. It's
0: We're gonna do betsy braddock's like british accent i really didn't know what to expect i didn't know either
1: i mean i'm i'm both of us are very tired today i'm assuming so
0: i mean i'm tired every day you know what i'm saying i'm
1: not tired every day but i definitely have been working like the past 48 hours and so this is kind of like the tail end of it
0: wow (laughs) congratulations also
1: shout out to me because even though i got over all my allergies and sickness i'm still coughing a little again because on monday i went on a bunch of water slides and decided to scream as loud as humanly possible. I keep
0: telling him not to do this, listeners. I keep explaining h- okay, to him. Okay, everyone keeps telling me not to and do Ryan's this. And Ryan's like, I can't go on a roller coaster and not scream. And also, I can't stop going to theme parks. Also,
1: everyone's like, Ryan, just screaming. It's really annoying. <laughs>
0: it's just funny. Um, anyway, did we do all the plugs? Oh, if you if you can't support us financially, please, 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 please give us a review. That really helps people find the show, um, especially if it's a five star review. Thank you very much or you can just share the show on your personal social media or send it to a friend that you think might like it. That's another great way through word of mouth that people can find
1: yeah, this wonderful, mouth.
0: extremely niche, hyper specific show. Yes, We love all of you very much and we'll see you next time Thank for, you for an listening. episode that's called Future X.
1: See you next time.
0: The